Hi, welcome to the Proterra Connect podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Barish Kawakli. In today's episode, we're joined by Michelle Broke. Michelle is the head of data and digital at Danone, which is a leading multi-local food and beverage company building on health-focused and fast-growing categories. Starting his career in marketing to now leading the digital and data transformation at one of the largest companies in the world, we sit down with Michelle to understand his story, learn from his experiences, and look forward to the future regarding his ambitions. Michelle, thanks for joining us. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Portero Connect. It's great to have you here because uh, we have had numerous conversations around uh, human aspect, culture aspect of uh, the business and uh, lunches during the breaks. And I would love to have them on record here so that our listeners are able to listen to that. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, Baris. Thanks for having me. And it's a pleasure to be here. Doing very good. Weather is awesome. And um, currently, um, my, um, my girlfriend is... Uh, uh, 36 weeks pregnant, so uh, that's an uh, exciting time uh, coming. So um, I will keep uh, an eye on my phone. Definitely, because, uh, definitely. <laughs> it's good to be uh, be standby at this moment. You don't want to be responsible of any <laughs> any issues there. Uh, congratulations. Uh, so it's a really exciting uh, area. I know that uh, you already have a kid, and this is the second one, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Uh, so, But uh, living the same experience all over again is really exciting. Uh, congratulations again to you and to your girlfriend. Thank you. Uh, so I want to go back a little bit, uh, because you're now working on a digital environment, you're the lead of data and technology in the known, uh, but I want to go back to uh, you as a person. Can you describe us, who is Michelle, actually? Of course, of course. Uh, well, starting, of course, with the basics. So my name is Michel, Michel Brock. Um, coming from the Netherlands, born in the Netherlands, 40 years old. As you said, I have a daughter of uh, 10 years and, uh, well, a son coming. Um, um, I was born in uh, the south of the Netherlands in, uh, in a town uh, called Den Bosch. And um, a son of uh, a, a Dutch father. Uh, my mother is uh, part Indonesian and uh, part Chinese. And I have a brother uh, of 36 years old. And um, well, grown up in 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 Den Bosch, um, uh, went to school there, worked there, and uh, at a certain point in my life, uh, I, I decided to to move to Amsterdam, which I'm uh, I'm living now at the moment with my uh, girlfriend, and um, it was always a dream uh, to come to the biggest city uh, in the Netherlands, uh, which I'm uh, I'm 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 here at right now, which is fantastic. Great. Um, there were two boys in your family, four years difference. So two young boys. Uh, I have a one boy, uh, the, his name is translates into hurricane. And um, unfortunately, I recognized it later on. But uh, two boys, how was to be your parents actually at that time? Yeah, so um, I must say, I must admit that uh, me and my brother, uh, we, we fought a lot uh, <laughs> in the past. <laughs> and uh, luckily right now we have a very, uh, very close uh, relationship. Um, we try to meet, uh, like, try to meet once a month or uh, whenever it's possible, but in... in in uh, in our youth, uh, there was there was a lot of fights, and uh, of course, my parents uh, needed to intervene a lot. Uh, the thing was with 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 me and my brother because uh, when I was born, I I was um, I'm not I'm not sure if he uh, is going to listen to it, but I, I was uh, I was the example baby, you know. Uh, my parents, uh, I wasn't crying. I was. <laughs> I was I was super relaxed. I was always satisfied, and my, my parents thought, okay, if if this is uh, how it works with having a baby, then uh, let's let's get an, uh, another one, <laughs> which was the the total opposite. Uh, my brother was uh, well. Let, let, let's say he needed a lot of attention, and um, he made sometimes their life uh, quite difficult. And uh, well, luckily right now he's uh, he's also a father and uh, a family man, and uh, yeah. I think uh, we are we are going pretty uh, good along uh, with each other right now. 
I think I'm a little bit more like your brother because, uh, <laughs> and my parents have prayed a lot that uh, I get a son like myself, and I'm now experiencing that. So uh, yeah, good, good. Um, let's move to a little bit your study, uh, university study. If I'm not mistaken, you studied marketing, uh, marketing management yes. at a very early stage, and then moved to. Uh, companies like uh, Lensveld, uh, Medical and Tribal Internet ma Marketing, um, and did marketing there. So yeah. what was actually triggered your inspiration in marketing? What, what triggered you there? Yeah, I must uh, say that uh, there's also a part uh, before that, uh, because um, I uh, went to the military uh, already uh, when I was 17, And um, so I have a bit of a, well, I, I have not, uh, let's say, the, the, the normal path to where I am right now is what you see with a lot of people, of course, coming, going to school, uh, doing uh, university and then, and, and then going to work. So um, in my youth, uh, I uh, practiced Taekwondo uh, and at a point uh, on, 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 a, on a high level, I would say, I was part of the national team. Um, and during one of the matches uh, that was normal to, to have in the weekends, I, I met uh, someone from the military, military police. And he said to me that, um, uh, well, if you want to combine work and, and your sports, uh, if you join the military, then maybe I can arrange something for you. And uh, in, in the military, if you were part of a, of a, of a, of a sports team, Uh, one of those that uh, had the potential to go to the Olympic Games, uh, then an arrangement could be made that uh, you work 50% and you, do your, you practice your sport for 50%. So that was, of course, very appealing. So um, I went to the military, to the military police uh, on my 17th. And, uh, well, in the, in the first year, uh, we catched up. And, um, well, actually, I found out that Uh, there was not really a military team. There was a military team uh, with also people practicing Taekwondo, but it was not on the level that I, that I was used to. And um, uh, started training there uh, and uh, I, I got actually quite some injuries. <laughs> uh, so at the point uh, I, I stopped because uh, for me it didn't make sense to, to continue. So, well, that was, uh, that was my... Um, Yeah, my adventure, I would say. Uh, but I had to fulfill my four years because uh, you have a four-year contract uh, within the mil military and that's something that it's, 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 it's mandatory to, uh, to fulfill that. So, uh, but actually, I had a great time uh, in the military. It was voluntary, and which is not, not, uh, not, not the case anymore in the Netherlands that uh, it's mandatory to go in the military as a, as a boy. But I still think uh, yeah, young boys, but also girls, can learn a lot from being, uh, being in the military. Uh, I think especially on, uh, yeah, on discipline and, uh, and persistency. Uh, yeah, I think that, that, that those parts are also coming back these days in, in my work. And um, uh, I, I think uh, teams can learn a lot uh, from being disciplined uh, in, in the work as well. Uh, I'm, I want to uh, just interrupt here once uh, because in, uh, where I was born in Turkey, the military service was mandatory. Yeah. And I was a, a national team sailor. And uh, luckily, uh, the Navy has called uh, for me uh, to be in the basically be a part of the sailing team of the okay. Navy. <laughs> so it is more or less the same. The only difference is the mandatory part. I didn't go voluntarily. It was yeah. a mandatory thing. Uh, but it was really nice to be able to practice your sport in that area with discipline, uh, with uh, like-minded people, in my case at least. Um, and also, I can, I can also say, it was only six months in my case, but I can also say that I've learned a lot being there, just being there. It was a really... Uh, jump in my uh, personal uh, yeah personal growth i would say yeah definitely yeah good to hear okay and then uh, then after four years uh, you stop uh, military sorry is it you said military police is it the marisha yes or? Okay. It's, it's called okay. marisha say in the yeah. netherlands okay. and um uh, what uh, the marsha is doing in the netherlands so you see them if you travel via schiphol so they uh, protect the border Uh, what they're also doing is they're protecting the members of the royal house, uh, sometimes also together with the police, the members of the, uh, the, 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 
the, the politicians in the Netherlands and also the higher military people and the ambassadors uh, in um, outside the Netherlands. So Dutch ambassadors in in risk areas. Okay. And and in my last year, so what uh, what they are doing because uh, most of the people uh, stay in that four year, they uh, try to motivate you to uh, to do a study. Uh, so that uh, that you can that you actually land well uh, when you go back in let's say uh, civil organization as they called it in the, in the military, and um, I'm not sure why, but uh, and and I know why because uh, I, I recently became forty, and then you're going to start thinking about your life. But uh, back then I was already interested in marketing, and I think my interest in interest uh, uh, interest in marketing comes out of the fact that um, I also think because I'm I'm part Indonesian and in in the in, in Indonesian culture in the Asian culture it's it's quite common that helping others serving others yeah is part of the culture uh, and and that is marketing also for me so marketing is helping others it's helping your clients your customers and uh, I think I think that uh, that together with earning money, which comes, uh, I guess, a bit from my uh, Chinese uh, part. <laughs> and uh, my grandma was always a good uh, because my grandma is Chinese and my uh, grandfather is uh, Indonesian. And especially when uh, when my grandfather died, um, and my grandma was um, asking me to to look with her together to our uh, finances and. Uh, understanding how she could save money uh, she's so she was always the one busy with money and um uh so i i think i learned that part from her so combining the fact that uh serving others serving people serving customers and in return uh, earning money i think i think that is part that, that you see coming back in in marketing just to put it in structure when was the first time that you started working uh, uh what was the year it was 2002 uh, so when I was 17, joined the military, uh, so, and, 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 uh, when I was 22, I came out of it and, and then started my first, let's say, uh, civil job. Okay. And then, uh, I was still, uh, studying because, uh, I started studying in my last year of the military. Um, but, uh, it was a very small course in, uh, in marketing. Uh, and then when I started working, I decided to, to do a proper marketing study. Uh, but that was quite a decision because it took me four years, uh, part-time studying in the evening hours, which was uh, twice a week going after work to school, uh, from uh, six to 10, uh, which was, well, quite exhausting, uh, I could say. And, uh, it, it, it also, of course, impact uh, on, uh, yeah, on on the relationship and the family life, but uh, yeah, afterwards I uh, I was very happy that uh, I did that in the end. And that uh, that was at a later stage in uh, comparison with your friends, for example. Exactly. Because uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I uh, completed my nurse study in nine years, so uh, I I know how <laughs> how it wow, is to yes. become in a class. Um, yeah. I know, I know that feeling. So, uh, but we were young back then. We were able to go until yes. ten o'clock. Now I cannot imagine uh, after six o'clock doing another study. No, indeed. Uh, no, even no. with the kids, uh, sometimes I, I'm losing my energy there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, okay. Yeah, and, and and the work was back then a bit more simpler than than what I'm doing currently. And um, I must say, looking back, I was also quite happy that I did it because I uh, my 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 let's say my fellow uh, class members were also people that were working uh, our teachers were people that uh, were in company so um, okay. everything that i learned was really practical so it was not theoretical it was practical and it, and it really inspired me uh, every almost every class was inspiring me uh, we were listening and i think it was you know it was fun for the teachers because we were really inspired we were moved we we spent our time in the evening hours doing this next to our work and I think the other way around, we were happy to to have, uh, let's say, really proper education, not from someone that, um, you know, uh, had studied the theory, but actually from people that were in businesses, had their own businesses, or at least uh, had a long experience in, in, in companies. That's great, to be honest. Uh, I see a lot of uh, guest speakers in classes to bring that practical 
uh, side of the business uh, as an inspiration, but what you have achieved, that is only 1%, 2%, 5%, whatever, exactly. but you have achieved 100% as practical and then uh, in combination with uh, more theoretical stuff as well. That's uh, great to have. Yeah. That's not a chance that uh, I think everybody has it. Okay, uh, but when you started working in 2003, of course, I, I'm not sure about the Netherlands, but the, digital, the word digital was just... Uh, coming yeah. at the end. Yes. So it was yeah. it was marketing. And I always use the same example. Uh, you know, we don't have TV advertising marketing departments, for example. We have a marketing department that takes care of a lot of stuff. But yeah. in the digital world, it is not like that. You have, we started to have in 2005, 6, 7, uh, digital marketing departments. Exactly. So you yeah. studied marketing and then yeah. the move towards digital marketing. How did that happen? Yeah, it was funny that back then, uh, so when when I left the military, uh, I had the opportunity to work for, for a smaller, smaller company, uh, which was uh, an expert in, um, in, 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 in medical, uh, uh, medical devices. And uh, it was indeed, I think, 2003, 2004. And my boss said, there, he came with something and said, yeah, we, we need a website. And I was like, what, what's the web, what's a website? Well, Something which is, uh, it's online, you need to go to the internet and you open it and then, you, you know, you, 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 you show something about your company. And, and, and I saw it and I was quite interested. And the funny thing was that at that moment, uh, we had also calls from, uh, from, from starting agency, online marketing agencies asking, yeah, you, you know, you need to be uh, in the search engine. Oh, what's well, the search engine, right? So yeah, you need to be in a search engine because. But, but why? Why do we need to be in a search engine? Well, this is how people in the future will will buy products, uh, will buy, will choose for for companies. And yeah, I was really amazed that 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 would happen because back then uh, I think I think I had a phone uh, which which had the the function to go on the internet, but it was not. Really user friendly. I think it not was the HTC uh, phone uh, with a browser, which was not really that um, was not really uh, easy to use. And he said to me, "You you need to learn this because this is going to be the future." And um, well, when I started doing that, and uh, we worked on that website with with an agency, we worked on the on 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 being better in 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 Google or, or at least ranking higher. Uh, I had actually quite quite some fun, and I thought, okay, if if this is going to be the future, I, I need really to learn it. And um, I was still living in Den Bosch. Uh, there was an agency which called Tribal Internet Marketing. It's now um, uh, being merged with uh, Riff Internet, a uh, company from from Amsterdam, which is um, I think the main supplier for uh, KLM in terms of uh, social media and web care. Uh, but back then, tribal internet marketing was uh, really big in online marketing. And um, there were some first movers that they worked with, such as uh, Wacomp and uh, Cheap Tickets. And especially Cheap Tickets was um, yeah, was, was, a, was really a new initiative. It was a, 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 a price comparison websites uh, for uh, flight tickets. And um, yeah, I, I think that was kind of the first disruptor of uh, of, of of using internet in, um, in 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 creating sales and 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 uh, compare compare prices. Uh, and and of course, there was the first competition was born between uh, between the flight companies. So um, started working there. Um, three years um, started with uh, helping customers uh, to get uh, high positions in Google uh, first with, uh, with with doing Google AdWords campaigns and uh, and later on uh, also helping them with more the uh, the organic search so the, the SEO part and, and that was really fun it was um, yeah the, the company uh, was was growing like was that was an amazing growth. You know, everyone wanted that, and and we had, of course, very good examples of the bigger companies, such as uh, Cheap Tickets and Wacomp and other um, uh, the the Sundio Group, which was uh, has, has a couple of websites underneath them. Uh, Sunweb, I think, it's one of them as well. Um, so we had good cases, and um, yeah, it was just going to to companies, calling them, and saying, yeah, okay, we are expert in in 
in, in search engine marketing. We help companies to uh, to drive more sales uh, digitally, but also that of course affected also the uh, let's say the offline sales. So that was um, yeah was a very nice period where where I learned a lot. Um, was the right uh, time at the right place? It was place. the right timing, uh, yes, exactly. At the, yeah. yeah, for you, I mean, yeah. uh, it was the right timing at yeah. the right place with uh, exposure to many big brands yeah. online and of, of yeah, online brands that are uh, organically on, online and some exactly. offline brands that wants to go online yeah. Yeah. Uh, to an online business model. So uh, yeah. great, great place to be, uh, yeah. to be honest. But uh, how did it impact? Do you think that that diverse experiences in different industries because we are talking about an e-commerce shop an yep. online ticket comparison website uh, and others how, do, how does it impact because what i'm missing in today's business world is uh, niche not missing but i'm thinking that it shouldn't be like that as niche views people yep. working on the same company for 17 20 years uh, looking from the same angle throughout their whole car career. Exactly. Uh, how, the, how did it impact your actually decision-making process or daily life? Yeah, so what I liked to be part of that agency was that I learned uh, a lot from different companies indeed, different markets. Uh, I worked with, with uh, business to consumer. I worked with business to business um, companies. Some were smaller, some were, some were bigger, some had a web shop, some didn't have a web shop and was purely uh, lead generation. I think what I liked uh, from that period was uh, to be in contact with uh, most of the time with the business owner and understanding their ambitions and 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 to and to kind of uh, look with them together how how their market was working and how their customers were thinking. And I think from from that I learned a lot. Uh, I learned a lot in um, that doing digital digital marketing and and especially uh, you know my my current job is uh, to to it's about the customer, uh, you know. It's about the way you can service them, the way you can guide them, and uh, it's it's not about the channels or the technology uh, first. It's it's really about understanding the customer, understanding the business owner, what uh, is what they stand for, what is their mission and their ambition, and how can we make that reality. And I think bringing those two parts together, what I practiced back then. Uh, is still helping me also in, in my current job because in the end, um, of course, it's fancy to start with uh, data. It's, it is fancy to start with uh, personalization or any other, let's say, outcome of, of using technology. But it always comes back towards, yeah, what's the behavior of my customer um, and how can I help them as, as a company? And, that, that's, and that's, I tend to ask that question first before starting something new. I think uh, I will move to the transition to Danone a little bit, but I think if I'm, if I can picture myself uh, in your position in 2007, eight and working for multiple companies, uh, helping them to communicate better with their consumers online and moving towards Danone being the internal lead within that area, actually you are, uh, you can, you are able to look uh, outside in a little bit still yes. to be able to uh, understand how they should communicate with their consumers. Yeah. Yes, you're fully right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and how did that transition happen? When when was it? Uh, it was, we are coming towards the years 2010, I think, uh, if yeah, I'm not so mistaken. I I decided uh, after three and a half years uh, that um, so I really liked working with a, with a lot of different companies, but I also missed a bit the depth uh, of my work and actually seeing the results of what I what I recommended or what I put in practice. Um, so uh, I was seeking for uh, a company uh, where digital marketing or e-com uh, e-commerce uh, was already on a on a let's say more mature level because i also worked with some smaller companies that uh, sometimes lacked uh, a decent amount of budget or focus and um, i really wanted to put digital marketing in practice uh, at at a at part of the business where it was really surfacing, uh, let's say, a process or, or a goal. And uh, my uh, first company job, uh, so to say, in, in, in digital marketing was at uh, Ascent in, in Den Bosch, which is um, 
not sure if it's still called Ascent because uh, the energy uh, companies are have been merged. Uh, but it was a big energy player, uh, the big three back then uh, in the Netherlands, especially after uh, uh, liber liber liberalization of the market, uh, where these companies were first uh, govern government uh, companies Owned. and now, uh, now uh, independent uh, commercial companies. And um, what was um, because the market was opened, uh, people had the choice also to uh, to switch very easily uh, between energy uh, suppliers, and uh, new players uh, were coming up. Uh, especially the online players um, were quite competitive, and they could offer much lower prices. Also, because the, they had, uh, of course, uh, a lower a lower cost level. Um, Less people, uh, uh, smaller smaller buildings. So though know, they uh, they they really could could compete with us on on the margins. Um, so that me that that meant that uh, at at that point there were a lot of customers uh, well running away uh, after especially after uh, a short contracts one year. Uh, we were also offering three years contract, but it was also quite normal that people already left within the contract. So uh, the big job was there to, to make sure that um, we had a high level of acquisition. So meaning that uh, we, we had quite a focus on, on sales uh, and, and trying to keep the base, the existing base, or actually the, the, the full base uh, on an equal level. And of course, yeah, uh, digital, uh, digital channels were growing. Um, so search engine was one of uh, one of the main channels. Yeah, a lot of people started ser using search uh, to search for uh, a cheaper energy uh, energy supplier. Uh, but also the the price uh, the energy pricing comparison websites were quite popular. Like the cheap tickets. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, I think they still uh, they still are uh, quite popular. Uh, it's uh, websites such as uh, Pricewise, uh, Gaslicht.com. Um, uh, yeah, they have uh, already back then uh, quite a high awareness under people, and yeah, you could easily compare uh, energy energy suppliers with each other, and then also via the website you could um, yeah you could choose a new energy supplier, which meant that let's say the power of 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 of, uh, of or the acquisition power moved a bit also to this price comparison website. Well, we we were not able uh, to say we, we were not going to work with them. We had to work with them because, uh, yeah, they they were uh, they were selling a lot of contracts. So, um, yeah, in the end, that was one of my main main channels also. But um, my role there was to to actually, uh, yeah, I had just to sales targets and I had to fulfill that with uh, with the digital channels and the websites. And um, yeah, that was actually quite uh, also a learning learning period for me. Great, great, uh, really diverse experiences. And then I think the Netherlands has become one of the early countries that started this liberalization process, I'm assuming, and yeah. also yes, uh, in the digital transformation as well, in the digitalizing those services, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think especially uh, yeah, if you look, of course, to who started with, with digital transformation, I think it's mainly, of course, commodities. Yeah. Uh, you see, of course, uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's much more difficult for people to see the value of a commodity, and especially for electricity. Yeah, you know, what's the difference uh, between the one or the other? You know, your laptop is not working differently. So, yeah, especially for the commodities, for energy, uh, for banking, for insurance, they were the first movers, I would say, in, in terms of digital transformation. And yeah, they were the first ones, uh, especially if you look to uh, traffic generation, conversion optimization. Yeah, that was practiced quite well uh, within Ascent. We are using the word digital transformation a lot uh, in the last couple of minutes. So I want to move a little bit towards digital transformation. Uh, I, my question is to you, what is digital transformation to you? Uh, because there are a lot of different, many people perceive it as digitizing the same services that they are giving or having an online pre presence or moving their processes more to digital environments. Uh, but from my perspective, it's a little bit more than that. How would you describe digital transformation? Yeah, for me, digital transformation is... So technology influences um, our society. 
Uh, and it goes, of course, uh, kind of back and forth. Uh, there is technology and therefore we change, but we, we also change and therefore we need to, te to use technology. But for me, digital transformation is um, adapting towards changed con consumer behavior, customer behavior, influenced by the technology. And uh, to give you an example, uh, uh, right now, uh, for instance, within within the known, uh, I, I think there very clearly is is to see that uh, as a, as a more or less traditional uh, FMCG, fast mover consumer uh, company, you come from a situation, uh, and I think more companies are coming from that situation where. You do something uh, very good, uh, cost-efficient, and you deliver that to the market. But the question now is, is and that, I think that's also where, where uh, the new companies are starting with, is what, what is the problem that I solve for my customer? And I think that um, digital transformation, if you look to the impact that um, where we were offering something to the market, uh, is now changing towards what does my customer want and how can I act upon it? I think that's the, that's that's the big change that that we made. Eh? So and that 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 comes back in in product development, but it especially comes back into into communication, and where we first were used to communicate mass media to the markets. You see now that we changed from, yeah, what is the customer? How is the customer behaving? What do they want? What are their problems? What are they seeking? And how can we help them? And helping them leads in the end uh, to create a relationship uh, that hopefully will lead to brand preference and buying our products. Well, that's, that's for me digital transformation because it impacts the way we think in the company, the way we think about our our customer our consumer it's not not anymore that hey we're gonna send a message to them that our product is the best no we're gonna we're gonna see where they are in what type of channels we're gonna see what they are dealing with and how can i how can i answer those questions how can i come with solutions and how what is the how many time do i need to build up that relationship which opens the door to talk about my products, and that that is quite a change uh, for 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 such a big company. And I think that change, uh, yeah, more companies are, are dealing with it right now. So it's it comes back to to the mindset, uh, the processes, yeah, and in the end, the building the capabilities to to get used to to work uh, with, with with technology. Uh, I want to highlight your last sentence because uh, that, that we, are, we are talking about digital transformation and we are talking about that is highly related to technology, but actually technology is not the bottleneck nowadays. Technology is way ahead than uh, what we are, the part that we are using, the part that we are leveraging, because it is more capabilities and processes within actually the um, the companies that has a huge impact on the way that they use technology. How do you see your teams or in general uh, the digital or conventional business stakeholders know how and also their ability to leverage technology nowadays? Uh, yeah, it's a good question, and um, fully agree with you that uh, that that it's it's indeed about about uh, building the capabilities in order to use the technology. I think where it starts is, and it comes back uh, to being customer focused. Is okay. Where's where's my yeah where where's my customer going to? And if you look now to younger generation, you know how does that impact the way they think, the way they act? Where are they? You know, uh, where can we help them with? And I think uh, the, the 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 question is okay. If we if we think longer away, um, what are then areas that we need to develop, or what are channels that we need to play in in the future? Um, and 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 being um, very being very clear together uh, what that vision is. I think from there, uh, it's then good to to understand 
what then are new types of technology that we're going to probably use in the future. And how can we make sure that what we are um, what we are choosing, what type of decision we make, how do we build the capabilities around it? I think uh, when I look back to, to my, well, I'm now six years within the known, from in the beginning, doing, doing digital marketing, using digital technology was the um, responsibility of the digital team only. Now what we have changed is that we said, okay, the digital capability is not only applicable to the digital team. It's a company-wide responsibility. And I think therefore also digital transformation is a company-wide uh, responsibility. Because if you build uh, capabilities that uh, are applicable for, for your full company, you can accelerate in the end the transformation. But you need to make it small. Uh, and especially with technology, what I've learned uh, over the years is um, if in the end you decide for a certain technology to be used because it, it, it serves our customers, make it small, uh, have proper use cases in mind, test it first, and then at the point when uh, you feel as a company that this is something that um, uh, could hand over, for instance, to the business, then at that point, it's, it's quite important that we have built already the capabilities. I want to mention something. Uh, we are working closely with one of your colleagues uh, within your company. And recently, he brought to my attention a, a quote from Ford's uh, CEO. He said, we are used to build, build perfect products from the start. We are used to do that. Yeah. But now... You don't need to do. You don't need to build perfect products in the software world, in the technology world. You can exactly. always keep updating, and that is a big mindset shift, paradigm shift in the way we run businesses. And if we come back to our lifetimes, we, we are forty, and we jumped into the business life where this, not my mindset shift, but the technology was becoming more and more dominant in the business life, and in the future. Really, digital natives will be the leaders of this business life. I think that mindset shift will be completed only then. Yeah, yeah, fully agree with you. Yeah. So uh, the upcoming 10 years is uh, interesting, I think. <laughs> Back to coming to the culture and diversity. To be honest, I don't know your team's composition, uh, but I believe yeah, in the known uh, diversity is one of the main topics, and I know... Uh, we used to sit in meetings with 10 people with 12 nationalities. That happens. <laughs> uh, so uh, how do you actually, in a sometimes abstract uh, targets, there, uh, there are sometimes it's not tangible in the digital world, and there, there are abstract targets. With a diverse team, you need to keep them motivated, not yep. only your team members, but also other stakeholders, towards that diverse target whilst keeping your st stress levels low. So uh, <laughs> how is that possible? How do you make it possible? What are the tips and tricks there? Yeah, so, so yeah, well, first of all, uh, indeed, uh, we are very diverse uh, within the known, a lot of nationalities. Um, and I think that's also important to, to have a diverse team. I think I think diversity is more uh, is, is more than only looking at let's say the uh, the ethnicities. It's it's uh, you know it's it's also about uh, the good mixture of of, of 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 women and 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 men, but also introvert and extrovert people. Uh, I see that uh, having a balanced team helps normally uh, going going a bit faster than um, yeah only hiring hiring people that uh, that think the same as me uh, because uh, I think yeah mo most importantly is that that uh, the, t the team is in in their strengths and I think uh, being in their strengths means normally uh, a very balanced balanced team um what uh, what I see because uh, my team has responsibility uh, for multiple brands is um, and every brand has of course their own maturity, their own goals, but also sometimes their own vision on on how to do digital. Is that's very important, especially for also for the younger people to to have a very strong vision uh, as a digital team, and and repeating that also and and also together. Uh, making sure that that's okay looking back to that vision connecting it with our strategy are we still working towards that vision 
and, and celebrating, let's say, also the successes uh, when we are coming there. Um, and um, making sure that, that, that the vision is also not changing a lot. Uh, we had some changes in the team and, and nowadays it's, it's quite easy to bring every t everyone back to a very, a very clear uh, vision. And in our case, uh, and I think this will probably also count for, for, for other retailers, but our vision is really about becoming omnichannel because we believe that um, to, to be customer-centric, we need to be there where our co consumers are. But also uh, it's about uh, being personal. And um, yeah, being personal because we believe that as a brand, we stand uh, for healthier lives. Uh, that's what uh, Danone tries to, to accomplish. And um, creating healthier lives, of course, uh, comes also with the right advice. And if we know better uh, what the customer, what the consumer is dealing with, yeah, we can also give better advice. Then these two, omnichannel and personalization, are really connected, of course, towards uh, well the technology, uh, but it also impacts the way uh, yeah we work as a team, uh, and and working also with 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 the other department. So for for the team, for for myself as well, it's very clear that we have a um, uh, a very clear vision and that we uh, act upon it. Great. Uh, moving a little bit towards the future, how do you see things changing in the next ten years or so in the in the business life in the in the way we work? Uh, we have we have experienced a huge dis disruption because of the pandemic, but yeah. we don't know its impacts yet. Of course, there are some tangible and um, yeah some impacts already in the last two years, but I don't we don't know yet how it will impact uh, the future. And also from a technological advancements perspective, uh, there are a lot of technological advancements that are happening around the world and the pace is increasing. I'm not saying pace is high, I'm, pay I'm saying pace is increasing. So the impact of the technological advancements will be exponential. So yeah. uh, what are your ideas? You know, uh, feel free to be wrong because uh, <laughs> we've always been wrong. Uh, today yeah. I just learned that... Uh, friend of mine sent me a link to a sail, uh, sailing application, um, great application, but uh, the sadness was in 2014. We've developed that application actually, okay. but we didn't pursue <laughs> that. So it's not about doing the first step, but it's about believing in that application and pursuing it uh, further. Yeah. So um, how do you see the next 10 years? Yeah, that's, that's uh, it's an awesome question, but also a difficult one because it, yeah, you can, of course, go in, in, in all kinds of direction. Um, but I think that the technology will keep impacting our society. And um, I think there are some some big things that, that are now at the point of are they becoming reality or not? I think... I think there's a huge there's a huge impact coming from the blockchain technology, which makes, um, which increases the, the the democracy of the things that we are doing, the democracy in how we value money, yeah. and that will also impact the way we work together. What I find it fascinating, for instance, if you look to um, the smart contract technology. Uh, which is the basis of Ethereum, uh, Solano, uh, uh, Cardano, is work becomes much more fluent. Um, now we work for a company or we work for ourselves, but still in between, we need to rely on banks, on, on the notary, on contracts, um, which blocks uh, us from time to time because you are an entrepreneur and um, you also don't know what will happen tomorrow. Yep. The pandemic had showed you that tomorrow can be different. Tomorrow, uh, I don't have customers anymore. And if I don't have customers anymore, I can't pay my employees anymore. So I think there, there will be much more flexibility in where we work as a person, for who and when and for what. And it goes two ways. On the one hand, it gives companies much more freedom to make use of the experts that they need at, at the moment that they need. 
And I think the other way around for the employee is, yeah, you can decide where you work. I really believe in the gig uh, economy. Yeah. And um, you see nowadays that, that, yeah, we don't put always people in their strengths, in, in their jobs, uh, because there are parts that they don't like or uh, they, but there are even parts that they're maybe not good at, but it's, it's part of the job, so they need to do it. But yeah, putting people in their strengths means that maybe they do uh, one hour uh, work for uh, some kind of uh, customer and the other, and the other hour they do, they do nothing or they, they go to the other customer. And I think that smart contracts within, within the blockchain uh, will probably enable it, but there's still probably a big blocker or uh, a, bo- a boundary that we see is that uh, how do we value uh, the, the 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 digital coin, the the, the, the crypto, and um, can we do that as a society? Uh, also, there without uh, financial instances or uh, any, any any national bank. So I think uh, that will be uh, that will be a very big uh, big disruptor. I think the other one, um, which I find also scary, is. Um, the fact that right now it's physical first and digital second, but will that change uh, with the metaverse? And metaverse is just a name for it, but I, I really believe that that we as as a society, as a human, we, we will probably come to a point that our our world, our physical world is it's getting more and more merged with our digital worlds and what becomes then the truth truth and especially if i look to my daughter of 10 i don't know what's her truth you know she plays uh, roblox uh, which which is the next the, 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 i think roblox will probably accelerate this metaverse thinking for her playing there with her friends is not is not really different than playing with her friends outside uh, uh, on the trampoline, eh? um, and and so will this really become reality? That the digital world is a world that we actually are going to live in. That we're going to build stuff there. We're going to sell stuff. We're going to work. Um, yeah, and I think that it. it well, we were also when when. when my parents saw us with with the mobile phones devices they were also um found it ridiculous that you are on your phone constantly well okay uh, became it became more more normal but you know uh, watching full uh, movies on on youtube on your phone or or you know uh, uh having having full conversations or doing doing video calling yeah that was not common so back then we also found it strange to to be on your device constantly. Now we do we say the same. Well, I, th- I don't think I will wear this uh, this virtual uh, glasses or 3D glasses. But I think it's a matter of time that uh, also that becomes common. And 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 I think then, yeah, there's no boundary anymore. That yeah, the digital world is is something which is which gets more and more part of our lives. It is. It is too difficult for me, uh, with a yeah, with a character uh, like me, to be a host in a in a podcast. To be honest, I'll, I'll be totally honest. There are a lot of things that I would love to say, but <laughs> I'm hearing you, and I want to add up on on the gig economy part. Just a short addition. You mentioned that the empl- companies and the employees they will change the way they uh, contract each other thanks to different technologies like blockchain, and also they will have an impact on uh, both sides, positive and negative, different. But I think that's chair is with three uh, legs. I think the third leg will be highly impacted will be the governments because governments, for example, Dutch government wants to hold uh, big corporations in the Netherlands to make sure that it can also have really highly skilled migrants or highly skilled people. They can hold them within the Netherlands and they are all of the governments, not only the Dutch government, trying to create this kind of uh, mechanisms to be able to increase their revenue, which yeah. is which makes sense. But uh, with the new gig economy, if anybody can work from somewhere they want in the world, this will be also disrupted yeah. because the g- company in some country doesn't mean that the employees will be in that country as well. So the economy will not grow that exponentially. Maybe 
that will bring democracy to the world in terms of equalizing the different parts of the world. Yeah. I was in Paris a couple of weeks ago and I saw in uh, one of the gardens there uh, people sitting, reading books, sunny day, and they are looking to a water fountain, which is green. There are some nylon bags uh, floating around and they are feeling like they are doing a great job. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I pitied our lives. We are pushing ourselves towards Paris's, Amsterdam's, Istanbul's, New York's of this world. And looking at that green water uh, fountain, we are thinking that we are out in the nature, whereas there's Indonesia, other <laughs> countries, yeah. there's a lot of green, a lot of really nice places that we can please ourselves by just being there. And uh, we are not able to do that. Yeah. Or we are only able to do that during our uh, holidays, vacations. Yeah. So that is, that is the impact on the governments, I think. Moving towards uh, the second topic, the second topic that you mentioned about the disruption was about... The metaverse. The, the metaverse. Yesterday was the first time, my son is five and a half years old, was the first time that my son asked me, when can I get a phone? Yeah. Five and a half years old. Yeah. Yeah. My father learned to pronounce the word acronym CD when he was 50 years old. Yeah. So look at the difference. CD is an old technology now. Yeah. We yeah. call yeah. it yeah. never matured technology from my perspective because it never matured. It was just a transitional technology for 20 years, 15 years, and now they moved to the more digital. It was also digital. CDs were also digital. But he learned that word when he was 50 years old. My son says, I want a phone when he's five and a half years yeah. old. Yeah. And at the same time, by the way, we are limiting, from my perspective, we are limiting more than we should be. From my uh, wife's perspective, we are limiting less than we should be. But uh, <laughs> that, is, that is a difference. Uh, but that is the world we are getting into. Yeah. There's a comic drawing I've seen in, uh, on the internet, I think. Uh, the boy is playing PlayStation. And then the mom says, go and play outside. And then he goes outside of the window and he continues <laughs> to play the PlayStation. So uh, that is the world we are living in. Yeah. It is uh, low barriers uh, getting entry. It is less of rejection. You know, face-to-face -face conversations are less, uh, more impactful than uh, really chatting or something. Yeah. Um, really interesting to see. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. So, uh, before we close, uh, I want to have some kind of, tri not trivial, but uh, some kind of uh, nice questions. What is something that doesn't feel like work to you, but feels like work to everyone else? Um, that's a good question. Um, I must say that right now, uh, uh, especially the parts where I can help others, I can do, I can use technology, uh, I can be innovative. That that doesn't feel as work. Um, and I think uh, what what I mentioned in the beginning, uh, helping others, I feel that it's it's part of me, it's part of my background. Um, making money, uh, that's part of my background. And it's not making money because because of getting rich, but I think for me, being able to sell something means that you create value that is being recognized by someone else. Um, and I think technology uh, was also had played also a, a big role in my life, where uh, from for my grandfather uh, who was always. Um, uh, busy with with audio and 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 TV and 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 buying the newest stuff and and, and at, at the point asking my help uh, uh, going to all the all the researches uh, yeah I think that affected me so I, I have a, I have um yeah I, I must say I, I really I, I have always an interest had always an interest in technology new technology and especially the ones that that was disrupting uh, something. And, and yeah, doing something with that together with other people that doesn't feel as work. 
Great. Um, there are some, uh, can you name a, a project that you wish you would have done and couldn't and why? It can be, it doesn't necessarily be in uh, the world of business. It can be yeah, gardening project or some something. Do you have something that you want to share? Um, maybe it's, see, it's less, uh, less clear of an example, but I, um, always wanted to be, uh, part of the special forces in the military. Never did that. It's in the Netherlands called, uh, the commandos. It's, it, it, it's similar Commando. to, uh, let's say, uh, not really the Navy SEALs, but, uh, the Marines and, uh, just because it's like the, the, the training and it's like, you know, it's, it's very tough. Uh, most of the people, uh, they drop out, they drop out, uh, because it's, it's mentally, it's, uh, for most undoable, but also physically. And, um, yeah, I think it's in, in, in a search of what I would cap be capable of, uh, and to see the limits. It, exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm planning to attend a triathlon and everybody says, wow, why ambitious? Wow. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not there for the triathlon. I'm there for the journey towards yeah, the triathlon. Indeed. So, because if you have a, three months down the line an ambition to do something, then the journey is more important than the day. Maybe yeah. I will get sick that day and uh, not do anything. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's about that journey. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I will give you 12 words and I will ask you uh, what that means. Okay. As quick as possible. I know the answer of the first one. Let's see if you uh, say the <laughs> same. Okay, starting. Communication. Shall I help? I know the answer of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Helping others. Yeah. yeah right? Yes. That's, that's yeah. what you said. In yeah. the, that's why I said, okay. Branding. Um, branding. Uh, getting, getting people close to, to your company. Success. Necessary to, to move forward. Transformation. Without transformation, um, yeah, you're not going to make it. Failure. Also important on your road to success. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Um, yeah, I think that that will be... Uh, uh, we will be in the next generation of digital transformation. Um, yeah, really change um, how 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 we how we act as businesses. Teamwork. Yeah, something I love doing, and um, I think we need each other to 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 reach uh, much more. Health. Health is, is for me a top three priority. Um, I think in life, if health is not good, then yeah, what else makes sense? Family. Also in the top three priorities. Uh, very important to me, family, something where I get my energy from and um, uh, something that I uh, yeah, also tend to invest in a lot. Thank you. Uh, last thing that we request from you is um, a source of information. Normally I would say a book or something, but I've changed now today. A source of information that inspires you. You know, it can be a podcast, it can be uh, RSS, books, anything. Um, one of the podcasts that really inspired me and that also um, helped me in, in reading more books is the one of uh, Lewis, I'm not sure what his last name is, uh, but he has the podcast uh, which called uh, The School of Greatness. School of Greatness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he interviews uh, a lot of people uh, in... Um, in health, nutrition, uh, businesses, uh, but also in relationships. Um, yeah, so uh, always interesting guests. Um, and what I love... Lewis House. Yeah, 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 Lewis House, yeah. 
And what I love uh, is that um, he does it because he feels that it's his purpose or it's 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 his call from nature that that he needs to do this. And um, it's also something you feel in the podcast. It's not typically. Uh, a podcast I think he even in the last episodes uh, is not even uh, being commercial anymore so there's no, no commercials in it uh, he, he really wants to, to help the world uh, and, and inspire them uh, to be, become a better version of yourself and um, yeah, it always keeps me thinking if yeah, listen to some guests uh, what, what can I do better to become a better version of myself Great, great ending. Uh, thank you. Uh, to become a greater version of ourselves, I think, uh, should be every man's uh, ambition, every man's target. Uh, I have some symbols on my desk that reminds me uh, of that uh, throughout the day because throughout the daily stress or activities, sometimes you forget to work on yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's quite important. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Michel. It was great to talk to you. And then, uh, yeah. It was Thank great you. to be here. Thanks, Lars. That was Michel Brook, the head of data and digital at Denon. You're listening to the Proterra Connect podcast. I'm Walid Siraj.